Modern Black Man Podcast. Hello. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Modern Black Man Podcast. Um, <laughs> it's going to be me, you, and uh, Ray uh, as soon as he gets the link. Um, and okay. you know what we're talking about. Yeah, man. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened to that, 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 that call. No, not a problem at all. And uh, Arsenio just got on with us. Um, we are doing a, a segment, a spotlight on fatherhood. Uh, I've reached out to a couple guys um, that I think are going to have a lot of wisdom and experience to share with us on the topic. Um, I have Mr. Tory Wright um, from Dating Wright, and I have uh, Arce, Arsenio from the Skank Bank Podcast. Uh, gentlemen, I appreciate you making it. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Most definitely. I um, was kind of talking to Tori a little bit here uh, about my uh, fatherhood status. Uh, if you guys don't know, I don't have any kids yet, um, and I'm I'm going to be a geriatric parent because I'm on I'm over 35, and um, I just haven't, you know, uh, haven't gone down that path yet. Um, so I wanted to kind of get some good fathers that I know uh, together and just gleam as much wisdom and knowledge from your experience as possible um or say how old is your child or children um yeah i have three three boys um 20 13 and 11 yeah i mean you 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 got them at a, a, a good fun ages they they play probably play sports and everything right uh the middle one he does uh mixed martial arts uh the uh, the oldest one he is really just like a computer nerd and uh, the youngest one, really, he's he's just does computer stuff too, but doesn't really show a bunch of interest in anything else. So that's cool. Yeah. And Tori, I think you got a teenager at home. Uh, you got a high school age kid. Um, does your son play any sports or anything like that? Uh, no, he's um, fifteen, and the only sport he plays is with his fingers on um, PlayStation. <laughs> Are, yeah. Okay, um, and he loved the computers, um, playing with the computers. So, that, um, yeah, he don't play no sports, but he's a tall kid. He's about six four now at at fifteen. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wish he would have played basketball, but I was never gonna push basketball on on him. I'm like, yeah, if you yeah. stick with your books, <laughs> don't worry about being tall. Right, <laughs> playing basketball, but yeah, he he's fifteen. Man, y'all got some some cool AC babies. Um, they they like AC? to uh, get on the computer. AC. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the, the cool air. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I know that's got to be expensive. Um, and, and I mean, it's stuff like that that has me a little fearful of being a father. Um, because these kids are so expensive. Um, in your journey in fatherhood. Did you guys ever have like a moment of reckoning uh, or a, a point where you just committed to making sure that you provided these things? And, you know, um, it's really honestly the only conscious uh, decision I think was um, keeping them, <laughs> keeping the kids. To be honest, you know, even though it wasn't my, you know, my decision, mm -hmm. um, I think that was the really the only conscious decision I made. Cause once, once you're there, once you're, you know, changing diapers and watching them walk and learning their first words and all that kind of stuff, 
all that stuff is just it just because it's just based on love, man. Basically, right. And that's what keeps you sticking around. And I mean, that's that's why I wanted to get you guys, you know, um, on here because you don't have little babies. It's not like they're cute and uh, adorable little uh, um, babies. You got some young men. And I think that the challenges that are presented to us in 2021 are pretty different from uh, maybe the challenges that I grew up with. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. As fathers in the modern era, what what are those challenges? I mean, you know, what what is the real deal on that? Because it's not formula and diapers at this point. I mean, you got some guys that are, you got an adult child, uh, or say, uh, and Tori, your, your, your boy is going to be a man in a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely is. But it, I think, you know, um, your question was about, um, you know, taking care of them and worrying about the finances and how you can, you know, everything kind of plays itself out. You know, as long, long as a man got a job, you know, you're going to make sure your, your child eats so you don't need to worry, be worried too much about the fear of, you know, expenses going up. They're going to go up anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so but but you know you know God always make a way and um that's true and it's not I that expensive to, it, it's not that expensive to have there's no feeds him but my son he do eat larger portions now but as a child and grow up you know when <laughs> if you had a job you know it ain't you know worrying about you'll be able to provide but yeah when they get old fifteen they eat like me and now right. you know, now I'm ready for them to leave so yeah facts. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you ain't got to worry about too, too much about, you know, how things will play out with that. That'll work itself out, finances and, and you know, money. Yeah. Um, it's just all about building that time with them, that character, and them, just showing them other stuff as they, you know, it's just, it, it'll be an experience for y'all just to be able to watch children grow. It's, it's life-changing, you know. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. As far as challenges, it's a different world now. When we were growing mm. up, you know, there was no internet, man. You know, yeah. and uh, you, you went out in the streets and got in trouble and you did things outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's everything is inside, you know, for the most part. So um, I think the only real challenges, I mean, because they're still bullies, they're still, you yeah. know, uh, kids. I was going to curse just now, but uh, <clears throat> I may curse kids a little out. bit. That's, you know, <laughs> it's like HBO, y'all can, y'all can curse, y'all can, you know, whatever you need to do. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Word. <clears throat> Uh, there's still asshole kids out there, you know what I'm saying? No matter mm-hmm. what. And um, yep. I think the only thing that you really have to deal with nowadays is like the cyberbullying, because nobody does anything to your face anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, yeah, uh, you know. And I like too how um, I don't like I like the fact that he's indoors. The way you know the the, the the young boys out there moving in the streets now, they shooting each other. It's a lot of crime and just you know. So I, I I prefer him being home in, indoors and um it's not a big deal I know he's safe. That's right. And I work with young people uh, as young as sixteen, and I mean the the problems that some of my young guys face are, you know they're they're, they're crazy. But you guys kind of hit up on uh, the cyberbullying aspect, like the, uh, you know the the consequences of being indoors. Um, these kids are are different um they 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 do they 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 cyber bully and they cyber instigate because 
none of them actually like to meet each other. A lot of them right. don't even like to actually, uh, you know, interact with each other. I think that's why these young guys are shooting at each other because they don't fight. Uh, they talk a lot on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook um, until somebody um, escalates it. Um, right. As far as your boys, they seem to be navigating pretty well. So, I mean, is it is it stuff that you guys hear about um, um, from their friends with this cyberbullying stuff? Or is there like some instances where you've had to step in as dads? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, once my kids started going like on YouTube and started having their own YouTube channel, that's when it kind of ramped up. And you got, you know, all these trolls on there that just want to talk shit. You know what I'm saying? So I had to I had to make sure to teach them that that shit isn't real. You know what I'm saying? That those are just words. Don't let them bother you. It's not like they're going to come here. You know what I'm saying? And do anything to you. Right. You know, so, you know, just take it as a grain of salt and let them say what they got to say. Delete the comment if you have to, you know, or report right. them. Right. Yeah. And, and um, and I think, too, that um, as far as cyberbullying, uh, my son, I think he laughs a lot about it, but I think he do it do affect him, even though they may say sometimes it don't really affect me because I, I got a IG page in the comments I'll be ready I'll be ready to put my hands on you <laughs> so, so let's not act so it's definitely a real trigger you know what I mean you can have especially being a, a, a child about it but one thing I remember, tell my son is um, the good thing to remember is that high school friends you're only going to have one or two of them and the rest mm-hmm. of them you'll never see again in your life you're probably going to forget about that's so right. there ain't no pressure when you in high school or, you know, um, college, you're going to get a, a, about four or five good friends out of college. That's it. So I, I always just kind of just let him know what, what's kind of coming next as far as bullying or, um, but I let him know all the time too. You're a nice guy. You're, you know, he very polite, a gentleman type kid. And I say, son, one day some you're going to go outside though. And somebody going to punch you in your, in your mouth. <laughs> and you're going to be so angry after that. You ain't going to be able to talk to nobody about it because your mama told you to be a good little boy and you went outside and somebody punched you in your mouth. So I, I worry about dealing with the bigger emotions he's going to have to deal with one day. To, um, cause he, gonna have to, he got more stuff coming in high school bullied because back in the day we had real bullies, right? Facts. <laughs> so we, so I, I ducked a couple fights because I was like, man, I ain't fighting him today, man. I'm just, just, you know, I'm, I'm skipped. I'm skipped. I just, I just went home early. So, but now they just talking about people online. No, no, come on, y'all. He better have some thicker skin than that because, like I said, some burst stuff coming later. Exactly, and that's uh, that's kind of the reason I'm glad that my middle son likes to be, you know, t- likes to participate in mixed martial arts because. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot they, of these they, kids yeah, they can definitely have that. need that. Yeah, a lot of these kids can have that pent up, you know, anger and rage. They're inside all day, and they gotta you don't know, know how to release it. Out. Exactly. So you know, luckily, you know he he likes doing that, and he has been punched in the face <laughs> in in mixed martial yeah. arts stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, We're so good. Luckily, yeah, it's controlled. At least it's controlled, and he knows what it feels like, you know, to get kicked. He knows how what it feels like to get taken down and wrestle and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't worry too much about him with that. <clears throat> but I make sure that he takes care of his little brother, though, for sure. 
Yeah. You know, whenever whenever they do go out in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, the role of a father is is a really significant one, and you guys know I like to do a lot of research. Um, I really didn't know all the, I don't know, um, hormonal changes that men experience by being fathers, uh, and there's even biological changes. Um, without all the stats and figures and things like that, what do you guys think has been the biggest change in your lives? Um, you know, after as as you become fathers, do you think that anything changed uh, in you, uh, either emotionally or even physically? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, you see, you know, I think I take life. Um, a little more seriously now, you know what I'm saying? That I did when I was younger. Um, certain things I can't watch as much anymore, which is weird. Like, you know, horror movies where you see somebody getting stabbed or something like that. That stuff kind of bothers me now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, it, uh, so I think it's made me softer in a way, but at the same time, uh, stronger in, in many other ways. Right. Your, your protection instinct is a lot stronger. Your paternalistic instincts are... Mm-hmm different now because you you're protecting men you know exactly exactly. yeah Yeah. um yes it definitely um been something like that for me just for um yeah the the same you know sentimental stuff from lion king you know taking that young cub up there on the mountain you know (laughs) yeah it was it was it's always life-changing um but what's what was another part of your question too I just, you know, I asked if there was any like physical changes or mental, emotional changes that you physical noticed changes. in yourself. Because oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah, a whole lot of those. But yeah, thank man, God I'm not on the Viagra yet. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, but I think that had mostly mostly to do with time. You know, each decade as a man, you're gonna get older anyway. But it's definitely life changing to see him grow up. And go through those those decades and see how he gonna move in shape. And I'm looking, I, I'm looking forward to him being a man one day in his 30s. Mm-hmm. I want to know how much you know I'm gonna be be changed by the end. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't think it's really. I think um, physically, no, I ain't getting no wear and tear on me. <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you know, uh, raising boys, raising men is a its own thing, and you're always their example. Um, and and like I said, there's so much research out there that just sh- shows what we've done as a culture. Because uh, I can definitely speak for myself, being raised by a single mother. Um, I think our society really um, is focused around the single mom uh, lately. Uh, but there are whole families out there as well as single dads. Um, the pre-show that I did before this one was actually with a single father. I don't know if either one of you are single dads. No. No. Close. Close a few times, but no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in the last show we did, uh, we talked about how that number has changed. Um, it's about 16% households that are led by single dads. And the thing that was crazy about that is that that number's gone up like 60%. Wow. So, you know, uh, it's a yeah. huge um, yeah, That's quite a shift. It's a, it's a huge shift. But then um, we don't, I don't know if, if, if what, what that really means for a kid because there's so much out there that says that dads are important and they're critical. 
um, the father being missing is it leaves the kid in a whole different situation. Um, you're five times more likely to end up in poverty just by not having a father. Wow. wow. So, I yeah. mean, just being in your kids' lives is uh, setting them up for a huge success. And also, you talking about your son, you talking about how you got him uh, doing MMA and you're keeping his, his mental, his physical, and all this together. Uh, that stuff is huge. I know when I was young, I didn't have a dad to, you know, to do that stuff. I had to play football and Boy Scouts and all the clubs just to, you know, hang around everybody else's dad. Uh, do, do you guys ever feel like, you know, um, I don't want to say leech, but like people try to borrow your daddy skills? <laughs> I hope not. Nah, let me stop. Um, No, <laughs> not really. But, you know, just like just like uh, with you, you like to pick our brains. You know what I'm saying? And and actually, you know, doing this kind of stuff really makes me think and, you know, about my own process as a father, you know, and. Uh, hopefully only time will tell how good of a father I actually am. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't, you know, like their kids now, like the 20 year old, he's, he's in college, whatever, but he's doing his own thing. But the youngest ones, you know, you always try to maintain positivity. You always try to be the, the strong male role model, you know, just like you, you know, I, I grew up with a single mom, but luckily I had two older brothers. So they were there, you know what I'm saying? So I had that male role model. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even imagine not having that and still trying to raise men. Because sometimes you get lost, you know what I'm saying? You don't know, you don't know what to do. Uh, you don't know, you, sometimes you, you don't even have anyone to ask. You know, right. you just got to figure a lot of the stuff out on your own. Yeah, 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 most definitely. And um, I know for me, I had my father around to kind of show me how to move and shake. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I lost him in 2007. Mm, um, so I noticed, I think I noticed how that was a blow to me and the way it hit me and it kind of changed everything for me. And it was, and I want my, and I, that's why, you know, I view my son too differently in that way. I want him to be able to notice that, you know, me being around him, you know, he's seeing how I move and shake it's going to play a role in his life. Cause I tell him all the time, you know what I mean? That just, just always, you know, let's watch each other. And the memories you have with your father, they just going to be something like a, a video that'll play. Sometimes as we're riding, you learn little lessons in the videos. Um, yeah. But yeah, I went in a whole nother direction. I don't know if that was what you meant to about no. leeching off information or something. Or... You know, people born. Cause like I said, I, I grew up without a dad. So I always had to borrow everybody else's father. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. When I was a young man, I had some issues because of that. Like, uh, you know how you just mad at the world, I guess. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, I just, I don't know. I guess I couldn't handle it. And um, I, I know that it affected me very much when I was about 16 or 17. Uh, I actually got accepted into the University of Oregon. Um, mm -hmm. I went to college early. Um, but <laughs> I had a roommate, um, and over the summer before we were supposed to start school, um, I being, uh, the, the wild person I was at the time, I got in a fight with him, um, uh, because I was jealous, uh, because his dad called him like every night, uh, his dad would call him, he would check on him, he would send him money, you know what I mean? 
And I just, I think I was just angry because I didn't have that kind of attachment. You know, I had a mom that was struggling and, uh, you know, being raised by a single woman. Um, I, I, I had my responsibilities at home. Um, looking back at it, I'm really thankful because I learned a lot of skills. Uh, I learned how to cook. Um, you know, cause I would cook for my mother every night. I was responsible for that and kind of taking care of the house. Um, but I know I have that anger. Um, so I can relate to a lot of these young guys that just feel that, that anger towards the world. Um, because there's no, I don't know, I guess security of a man being at home. Kind of yeah, all the analysis be, from these. That uh, could be sisters. really difficult. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Um, I guess on the back end, I realized it was difficult, but going through it, you don't think that stuff, you know, you don't really think a dad's necessary, um, sure. especially if a father doesn't want to be in the home. Um, and I think that again, that also had some benefits because I'm positive if my father was at home, I wouldn't have went to college. I would have had no desire to, to go to college. Um, I think that was one big thing that I kind of gleaned from the experience. Um, with all that being said, do you guys feel that there's um, certain things that you're instilling in your sons that no one else could do? Well, uh, for me, I think um, the, the one thing I'm, I'm trying to instill is to no matter what, be there, you mm -hmm. know, because uh, my father's only four hours away and I don't know anything about him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, yeah. So like, the one thing I, I try to teach them is like, man, no matter what, no matter how bad things are, you stick it out with your family. And that's it. Family's number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about you, Tori? Um, what was your question again? I'm sorry. No, just things that you try to instill in your son uh, by being in his life. Um, yeah, just the values of trying to, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself just um as far as his mental health i'm trying to instill in right now too as far as like where he at in his head like we talked about some of the cyber bullying that's going on mm -hmm. um i don't want him to be um get suicidal in anything and actually just to open up about something because i feel like sharing with you brothers so i'm gonna open up with you more about my son um my son just came to me and let me know that he was bisexual mm yeah so um yeah yeah so i was like man you know what what so i just so i try to instill in him right now his mental health and the life he want to live how to you know live it you know safely in a certain way a lot of a lot of influence around us with a lot of you know i'm not gonna say the name but some rappers you know influencing mm -hmm. the, the youth so so yeah I'm, I'm kind of dealing with that. So your question really just touched on right there. That's a very good question, yeah. brother. Yeah, I never even thought that. I never even thought about that. You know, if I think if my son ever came out and said, well, uh, you know, came out and said that he was bisexual or gay, you know, look, man, like I said, I, I changed his diapers. I, you know, I helped him learn yeah. how to walk, talk, and all that. You know, I'm about to cry, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, man, don't nah, cry. But you know, because you know, because. I, I feel that, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, if your son's opening up to you about that, that means he really trusts you. You know Exactly. Yeah. So if, yeah, if I can, me. if, yeah, if, if that could, uh, uh, 
happen, you know, the only thing I would I would be able to tell my son is my sons is I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, yeah. You have to learn how to be happy with yourself first before anything else. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. person yeah. is not going to make you happy, whether it's a male or female. You know what I'm saying? You got to make yourself happy first. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I let him know that, man, it don't matter. And I was like, hey, um, you know, stuff like that changes over your life. You had a you right. I feel like right now you had a experience when you're young and you think you're a certain way. You may not be. So just mm-hmm. always, you know, just right. You know, um, not take stuff literally to your head and run with it. And I let him know also too that a lot of great men was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Alexander the Great, a lot of men who conquered the world, they were uh, mm-hmm. you know a father, a father. I'm always gonna find a way to stick up for it. <laughs> right, of course, you know, man. Of, of like that, you, you still a king, you know. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, that was um. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. over that. But I just like the way that he was able to come let me know. So I think that is that's one of the phases and advices I'm giving him. Is that you know you know don't let stuff go to your head as long as you stay on top of your business and your school schooling. Yeah. Just always make sure that area is working. Just don't anything else is just mental health stuff. <laughs> so don't right. just just focus on your being and make sure you can take care of yourself. Yeah. And see, it's the stability that I, I think uh, is undernoted in our society that fathers provide. Um, no matter what it is that we go through as men, uh, having an older man, an elder man, um, just solidifies you and helps you understand who you are that much more. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, he, he's, he's lucky that he has a, a supportive father um, so he can really be the best whatever he decides to be in his adulthood, uh, professionally, you know what I mean, or whatever it is, because that foundation set now um, as he's still figuring himself out. Right. Yep. And to, to reinforce that, you know, whatever makes you happy, make sure you make yourself happy first. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to reinforce that because let's say he did come out to you and you, you know, you know, you ostracized him or you kicked him out or something. That would ruin that kid. You know, That's life changing. They will go in a totally yeah. different direction out here. Have, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's like you got to you got to make sure. No matter what, man, you just support your you, you support your child and whatever decision they have, because later on in the long run, it always is it has a more positive outcome. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. That's right. I know when I was a young man, I used to kind of I used to try to bully uh, anybody that had a dad just because I didn't have one. So, I mean, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my thing. Like I was mm. I was really angry. Um, but that you got a dad pussy, nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and that's and that's what it was when I was like, you know, a teenager, uh, because probably because I was yearning for that or wanting that or sure. whatever it was. Um, but y'all make a really good point that mental health, um, it's it's so much stronger when you have a a strong male influence in your life. Um, and I mean, you're you're better able to do the things that you want to do. Uh, why do you think that is? I think it's because uh, a lot of times maybe our generation uh, struggles with mental health. Mm-hmm. So I think we try to, uh, at least me, I try to reinforce it, you know, because uh, I don't want them to go through the same uh, mental struggles struggles that I went through. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the, a lot of the, the society you know what, what? What it depends on the decade you came up in. So a lot of that stuff is the stuff that you gotta let them know aware of. 
Um, thank God our kids love computers, so we can be able to let them know time's gonna change. The internet may be something else different. So I kind of mm-hmm. just let talk to him on the on his level, um, and just let him know, you know, just work, keep definitely work on your mental health, hold your head, and because things change uh, on this planet. That's right. Yeah, they do. Maintain, maintain confidence too. Yeah. So when you see uh, your children um, struggling with something, what what do you what do you usually do? Like, what's your first line of defense? I mean, are you guys talkers? Are you doers? Um, do you guys have an activity that you share with your sons, or what? Let, let me go first, my man, before I forget the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I I take small steps, um, but thank God he took out there his mom being smart with, with his books because I can't help him with a lot of the homework things. Right. But as far as, but as far as the other stuff, you know, um, showing him how to, 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 to whenever I go outside and do something, I want him watching me to see him do it. All all we I can do is teach him life skills. You know, and I, I communicate better than my dad. My I had a father who worked all the time. He, he was always at work, and when he came home, he did not talk. So I try to just talk to my son a lot, to, to some of the little steps I, I I take. Yeah. What about you, Arsa? Uh, I think. Uh, what was the question again? See that your kid is uh, struggling. <laughs> uh, how you step in, and if you have. Oh yeah. Activity. Yeah. Um. If I see, well, first off, we talk it through. Um, we 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 sit and try to analyze what went wrong and how we can fix it for next time. Um, and you know, every week, every week, I'm taking my boy to to, to the MMA classes, so I'm there watching them. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of our little time to you know connect, if you will, even if we're not both on the mat. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. So, you know, that's what I try to do is just because uh, I'm a very analytical person. I, I, I analyze a lot in my head. I'm you know what I'm saying? So um, if we can if and I know my kids kind of have the same thing. So I feel like if we can talk it out, we can generally find a solution. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to finish up that. um that little fact word I dropped because I got the full thing in front of me now. It was from the Atlantic in 2010. I just think it's interesting. Uh, listen to this, y'all. Uh, kids that grew up without a dad are five times as likely to live in poverty and commit crime. They're nine times as likely to drop out of school and 20 times as likely to wind up in prison. Wow. Simply being in your kid's life uh, is giving them a, a future. Um it's a life is hard for all of us. So getting them started off in the right foot, uh, I applaud you gentlemen for handling your responsibilities um, and just, you know, being there for them because you're making stronger and better people uh, for the world, which is only going to help the world. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's a, that's one hell of a number too. Wow. It's crazy. Like, and that's all they tell you when you go to those little, uh, you know, I don't have a dad classes, clubs and groups. Uh, They tell you about, you know, just what's so different uh, uh, about your life, you know, like uh, the odds that you're facing Um, and knowing this stuff, you know, actually seeing it in front of me, it's, I think dads are hugely necessary. Um, So I just, you know, thank y'all for, for being there for yours and uh, setting the trend because being a dad is cool now. 
I think that um, it's kind of hard to find those deadbeat dads that we always hear about, right? You only mm-hmm. see them in memes uh, and women that are griping on social media for the most part. Uh, all the men that I, I actually know for the most part are very active in their kids' lives. Uh, they're progressive and great fathers like you gentlemen. So, um, you know, I think things are looking looking bright in the future. Yeah, yeah, they they, they is. Um, uh, one term that came into my head while you were talking is generational curse. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that right there is what we're all trying to do at this point. Yeah, just break that generational curse. Yeah, yeah, and and it's crazy too because it's like um, those numbers you just called out. It was like those those for me. I heard them and I was like, those numbers are actually real. We've always kind of known this in the back of our head, you know, what a single father, you know, less home will do, you know, without the father in the home. But, yeah, it is like, man, those numbers are real. They're just not in in our heads. Mm -hmm. Because we see these kids out here, you know, with no fathers just just terrorizing. (laughs) They are. And, I mean, I I can say from my personal experience and my professional experience in working with young people, uh, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's a, if it's a spirit, uh, um, but that generation maybe anger. It's, it's anger. Yeah, resentment. Uh, remember, remember, uh, Fresh Prince uh, when, oh, when yeah. there, he had that episode where he, he cried. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. You you don't know that it's there, but I I I think that part of that is because we grew up with our mothers, and all our mothers want us to do is be men. And they want yeah. us to be the man that left, right? They want that man to be a better man. So I think in our adulthood and the conversations that we have, a lot of guys are really motivated, amazing fathers. And I think we're really making good on that. I mean, listening to y'all and the things that you do with your uh, young men uh, is it's kind of proving that point true. So, you know, let's let's it's quite the shift the from... Yeah, exactly. It's quite the shift from from having, you know, women talk about how the daddy ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Basically, Mm -hmm. we don't you know, you don't hear that about you don't hear about that as much anymore. You don't. Um, Yeah, man. And 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 too, it's a stat where um, the stat was that actually 54 percent of black men are seen uh, childless. So mm, a lot of yeah. black men are um are not single fathers. I love to say like, oh, he got babies there. What? It's not true. Fifty four percent of um black men that are childless. Yeah, it's 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 um it's the it's the good looking guy that's the, that's that got all the babies. The future, the rappers, they they got multiple babies, but it's not all men. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, this generation really aren't having as many children, you know. Oh um, no, <laughs> we yeah, grandma, grandma had a whole tribe. My grandmother had thirteen. I think it was fourteen. Ooh, yeah, I think it was fourteen. Uh, fourteen kids. You know, they, they had we had we had a whole village back in the day, but nothing. Yes, not no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, families I, only having one or two nowadays. That's about it. Well, the birth rate is declining. It's steadily declining. And, I, I you know, this is yeah. probably why I can say for myself, I don't want to be attached to no female that I'm not really going to be with. Like, 
That's scary to me. Uh oh. So many, <laughs> I done seen so many uh, dudes get drugged through the mud with their horrible baby mamas, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You should be afraid, my brother. You should be yeah, very afraid. Facts. Facts. Yeah. I, so, I went through that situation too with my, my ex wife. It, it was it was worse. I got all that, you know, the, the going through a divorce and all that. It was heavy. They wouldn't let me see my son. It was it was rough. Yeah, they, they, they that definitely happens. But uh, you know, you know, sometimes though life happens, you know, and, and when they your kid do come, you know, it's never a regret. You look at it like it's a blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is just point. kind of a um a, a quick segue something that I've just been thinking about lately and I, I want to get your input on it. This is about uh, the culture we live in and how we cater to single mothers. Do you think a woman should go to jail if she claims abuse or even files an ex parte against a man, but there's no physical abuse? It's kind of like, um, I think I call it um, social rape. Um, you know, lie, making a man seem as if he's an abuser or a woman beater but it's not true. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Um, just to bring, just to um, say something about that, there was a video put out of a cop just shot a black man who called the nine one one to get help. His sixty, uh, he was sixty one. The lady was in her fifties. She had a knife on him at his mm-hmm. neck. He was on nine one one. Called him, and the pretty much the cops got there. The son brought the cops in to help him. The cops shot him and the um, killed him. The wife was there with the gun and the, the knife still in her hand, just stabbing him. The cop shot him. So um, there's there's not a lot of protection for a man at all when the, you know somebody got a call and you know there's a woman or domestic violence involved. It's a very thing, dangerous thing to go down. We we cannot afford to be around the wrong women or wrong woman. Right. Amen. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. I mean. And I, I think that a lot of this does stem from those single mothers um, yep. because we build all these systems to protect these women and women uh, weaponize uh, the courts. They weaponize uh, all these systems that they should have for their welfare and protection, um, but they use it against men. Um, I think it's all because of that. The cycle started before the generational curse preexisting. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But so you so you do think that um, a woman should have consequences or repercussions for that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, now you know you see in, in the courts more and more actually men women winning a lot of these custody battles and and you know stuff like that. And I think that's a big shift. And I think what happens with with women, especially nowadays, you know, uh, they're like a protected class almost. Yeah. And when when that happens, a lot of times you become privileged. So, you know, women sometimes really can think, sometimes can think that, you know, oh, well, I don't need you. You know, I don't need a man in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'll just take your money, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's that's changing. That's shifting. It's slow, but it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a crazy game to be played with uh, domestic violence. But um. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I think um, <laughs> what what you know, honestly, uh, the whole paradigm is shifting um, because more men are becoming better fathers. I think yeah. we're seeing a lot of more women being trashy mothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like where's the accountability for the women, man? Like, yeah. dog, they, you know, they've been on a, out on our necks for years, and they don't have the results to prove it. Like, I mean, I asked the question the other day on Instagram: <clears throat> What has um, feminism and sexual liberation done for women? You know, those hot girl summers, those mm-hmm. college years that you blew off the nice guy to be right. with the bad guy, and you missed out on a great man, your husband, and a lot of women are lonely. And um, they mm-hmm. end up single moms, and they don't know how to raise a son or raise, you know, you know, mm-hmm. a, a home structure. What it looks like, but I know as raising boys, they don't, they they haven't been doing it well at all. Yeah, for sure. I also, you know, since you all have sons, I I have a concern uh, for my future child or children. Um, I think boys are demonized in the education system. Um, I was actually listening to an interview. Uh, not too long ago, and it was a woman. She made a brilliant point. She was talking about how biological advantages that men have are useful. Um, and it's kind of like we're coming to a point in culture where we realize men have value. For years, we've been trying to establish significant value for women, but firefighters, soldiers, police officers, um, heroes, people intervening in uh, domestic situations and protecting um, those all fall into the vein of man. Um, But we've spent so much time kind of demonizing men. Um, I think that we punish the boys when they're loud and rambunctious. Uh, Let's say a boy wants to practice an arm bar or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) No, no rear naked chokes or Kamor chokes. You're gonna have uh, to earn it. I can't just give it to him now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, um, but but all those things are very valuable. Uh, and, and we're in a society where we've tried to soften things up and we've demonized um, our safety or though our protectors, rather. That's right. So that's that's what's on my top with that. Uh, as far as uh, fu- future kids, I, I, I do feel that. Um, it's either going to go in one of two directions. Um, we're going to start praising uh, awesome dads that are out there, or we'll just continue to have these um, pitfalls, these uh, loose points um, that kind of eroded the fabric of our society. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, in order to stay stable in this world or as a society, I think it should be that way. I think men should be, you know, uh, I wouldn't say idolized or anything like that, but at least sure. respected a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Valued, appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's not discrimination. It's not that we're saying women can't or women shouldn't. It's just that I, I had to have a, <laughs> I had to have a, a, a wake up of my own. I'm comfortable with a woman saving my life or doing anything to help me. Anybody can do anything to help me, but if if you built like LeBron James, you probably gonna be able to get me uh, uh out of a, a burning building or a crushed car <laughs> or something that much easier. Why would you want to even um assume a woman in this situation? Not that she can't, but w- why would we pass up on somebody who's biologically built with that advantage? I just feel like the discrimination is um you know is it, is very real. That's true. Well, it is very real. Um, I think 
maybe because in our minds, sometimes women, we could, we look at women as fragile, um, maybe not as uh, mentally strong as us sometimes. And that, that kind of puts a, you know, a perspective in your head, obviously. Yeah. Where, you know, you think most of most women are like that. Women should be pretty, should put makeup on, you know what I'm saying? Stuff right. like that, that kind of thing. Um, but there's, there's female weightlifters out there that and MMA fighters that'll probably whip my ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't spar. I, I, didn't, I rolled in the gym before with a woman. They, they, yeah. they capable. Uh, Krav Maga was invented by a woman. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, nice. Is is jujitsu? Uh, Gracie is yeah. different than jujitsu. Wasn't jujitsu a, a woman created that? Uh, or is that so? It could have been Akito. I'm not quite sure. Uh, there's the Japanese um, jujitsu and there's Brazilian jujitsu. Right. Because um, I know Gracie's Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, that's what my that's what my son does. He goes to the Gracie Institute right here up the street. Oh, uh, y'all go to the G. Y'all go to the OG. Yeah, that's that brand <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, women are definitely um, <laughs> they tough as can the toughest nails. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they real. was given the ability to give birth to children. So, you know, yeah, they they, they 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 able to deal with a lot of pain. And I remember the I don't I I don't remember if it's in a book they did, but they did some type of Spartan race a couple of years ago, and they found out that the women was mentally tougher than the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it an ultra man or something? Don't don't quote me on it. But yeah, it, she did like two hundred and sixty yeah. miles in like fifty two hours or some craziness like that. Yeah, and the men was out there crying. The men was Navy SEALs. They was out there crying and mm-hmm. tears. She was pushing through to the end. So right. they definitely tougher because it's got something to do with you know pushing out a, a, a baby and um you know dealing with that pain without modern medicine like a lot of women got today. So. Hey, yeah. I had some. Once you get sick, man. you realize that the woman is stronger. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah. I, I can't handle anything uh, viral. Uh, I lose, nope. I lose it all. Um, yeah, because you know we we are made differently. Women, their bodies are constantly in influx. So I mean, they're tough. They they're always dealing with something evolving in them biologically. So yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah, especially when they get older, man. Like you know, that time of the month mm-hmm. doesn't always come the way it, it should, like or normally, like it has, and that plays on their mental health. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's going on with their body? Yeah, you know, and they got to deal with that stuff every month. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't handle I can't handle a little bit of cramps. You heard me, like right, <laughs> a little bit, and they deal with it every single month, and it's it's very intense. It's their reproductive system. So right, mm-hmm. Mother Earth. <laughs> yes, that's right. that's right. I appreciate you, fellas. Um, before we close out, did anybody want to drop any uh, social media or any projects that you're working on? So oh, no, I'm yeah. gonna just go right fast. I'm just on uh, Instagram, dating right, and on uh, Instagram at Iron Lit. And I got to sell the candles. Got to follow. Make sure you follow the candle page at Forever Love Heart. And um, yeah, Alfonso, it was nice meeting you, man. Thanks for getting the. You know, I'm definitely put my son in uh, AMA. So M M A. I'm gonna definitely go. get him involved and I've definitely been thinking about it. So I appreciate you encouraging me to go on and take action on it. Yeah, you got it, man. And it's it really it really is quite the confidence builder, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> uh for me, 
I got the RSA podcast, mental health podcast, where I ingest mushrooms and talk about it. Um, I have that, and I also have a comedy podcast called the Skank Bank Podcast. You can catch both of those on all major platforms. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at R-S-A-Y-S-R. Man, check them out. Um, all great shows. Um, and you already know where to find me at on all platforms uh, at Chubby Idris Elba. Till the next episode. <laughs> great name. Peace. Yep. <laughs> Peace.